Hey, what's up, everybody? We're so glad that you're watching Open Mic with us today. My name is Coco, and we're here with Logan, Trevor, and Brooke. Man, we are so excited because, guys, it is the holidays. I don't know if you can see the trees around us, but we are living it up at High Street Church with all of the holiday decorations, the, the Christmas decorations. They are definitely Christmas decorations. Um, but, guys, today we're going to talk about holiday heartbreak. And my first question for you, just right off the bat, is how do you guys feel about Hallmark Christmas movies. Hate them. Dislike them strongly. Logan, what not, do you say? Not, I don't have the Hallmark channel, so not a... I'd, Lucky you. Yeah. Not what? Lucky I don't, you. Is it on YouTube TV? Maybe I do have Maybe. it. Maybe. Check it out. Emma would love it. I, personally, I love a good Hallmark Christmas cheesy you movie. You would. I do. I'm like, I want to see them get together. I want to see the happy ending. So catch me trying to watch that. I watch it with my mom Candace sometimes. Cameron Burr, right? That's her. <laughs> She's in every one. She, she has been, for sure. Yikes on um, Man, well, glad to know that we have several haters for uh, Hallmark movies that end happily. So. They're too predictable. Yeah, that's true. Kind of, I like it, though. Um so guys, today we're talking about holiday heartbreak. Man, so many times during the holidays, I don't know if you guys feel this, but it's like we want it to feel like romantic. We see like couples getting together, going to Silver Dollar City, going on hot chocolate dates, all these things. And it's like, man, if we don't have that, I feel like oftentimes we want that. And then sometimes if we like get broken up during the holidays, it can just be hard. Logan, has this ever happened to you? Man. I do have a story. I, in high school, um, I had a girlfriend, and I bought her the Colby Calais CD. You know who Colby Calais is? Sing a song. She sings, every time I see your bubbly face. That one. I thought that was Natasha Bedding. <laughs> same thing, Sim but different. Similar. Same similar. same vibe, but different. So I, I bought it for her at Walmart. Like, you could buy a CD still. I don't know if I got her anything else. If <laughs> I hope I did. Gift. But just a CD. Um, she broke up with me before I could uh, give it to her. So I gave it to one of my best friends, Eric Hedden. And uh, I think he listened to it in his Camaro. So I bet he loved that. I re-gifted it. I didn't... I I, I spread the wealth. Didn't go. It didn't go away. Yeah, didn't didn't ever get to give it. Pretty manly yeah. listening to Pocket Full of Sunshine in the Camaro. That is <laughs> Natasha Bedding. That's a great song. Film. That is a great song, though. It's the wrong girl. <laughs> hey, Colby Kelly has 9.7 monthly listeners on Spotify. Still to this yeah, day? Yeah, to this day. I checked wow. it. Oh, my goodness. I love it. Trev, what about you? I'd never gotten broke up with around the holiday season, but a holiday or breakup story that's kind of sad. I broke up with... A, a sweet girl over text wasn't working out. Didn't see it going anywhere. That's how to do it. I was like six seventeen. <laughs> Saw her the All next right. day, and I was like, I could see it in her eyes. She was sad. I was like, Oh man, I done did it now. So I felt bad. I had a little hurt. Yeah. It was near a a holiday. Or something. It wasn't Christmas, but mm, man. some holiday, maybe a bank holiday. So you crushed her heart right before a holiday. Yeah, That's federal tough. holiday. Federal <laughs> <laughs> makes it better, maybe. Uh, Brooke, what about you? Any any stories like that? I cannot say that I have a story like that. No Colby Calais regiftings or breaking Brooke up probably someone. did the heartbreaking, uh, so she doesn't care. Man. He blessed it. <laughs> okay, so on this topic of like holiday heartbreak, what would y'all say to the person who is single right now, and they're like, man. I'm hoping to get asked out during the holiday season. It seems romantic. It seems exciting. Um, but maybe it hasn't happened. Or maybe they just got broken up with and they're like absolutely devastated. What would you guys say to someone watching? I think I would say two, a different thing depending on which situation. I would say to the person who's single and who longs for that, that's not bad. 
Like, I, I think we need to say that. It's not bad that you want to be in a relationship. It's not bad that you long for those things. And I know for my wife and I, the, that is a fun time of year to develop traditions and things. And uh, so I don't think it's bad to want that. Uh, at all. But I think you have to be careful to not let it become an idol that either A, you cannot have happiness because you don't have that, or B, once you get that, you will truly be happy. Happy. Um, I, I think the breakup is a different scenario. Maybe we can unpack that yeah, one we'll as come we back go. To that one. I think for the person that is single, and if you're longing for it to be in a relationship, especially around the Christmas season, because like it is, it's fun to like have friends and things, especially maybe a significant other to hang out with during the season, you might choose the wrong person for you. And if you choose the wrong person for you, that that is setting you up on a path that is probably not wise. That's going to lead, as the Bible says, if you're not on the path of wisdom, it's going to lead to destruction. So it might lead you to some a little bit of destruction, a little bit of heartache, pain. Um, there might be some hurt that develops within that relationship. So it's so important that like you stay focused whenever you are single and know that, like yes, it's great to have these desires, and I believe God gave us the longing to be with someone. Um, make sure you are still on the lookout. You got your vision on. You got your perspective on of a good, significant other, and don't I mean, ru- don't rush it. Yeah, First Peter five eight says, "Be sober minded, be watchful." Right? There's a reason you don't want to let your loneliness lead you to a place where um, you're going to do something that you regret to make an unwise choice. Brooke. Yeah, I would say to the person who is single and longing to be in a relationship, I would just say to view your singleness as a gift. And I know that's like something that you always hear, especially if you are single, you're probably like, I'm so tired of hearing that. But truly, like ask God to change your perspective because it really is a gift. And um, I think like whenever we are single, we have so much more time to invest in like our ministry. It's like, okay, I'm going to be able to like go get coffee with this girl or that might not be something that I have as much time to do if I am married, or there's like decisions that I'm able to make like independently that I can do for myself because I am single. And so I would just challenge you to like change your perspective, view it as a gift, but honestly ask God to help you view it that way too. Yeah, I think that's so good. And I think that there's a lot of people that maybe are feeling this like, man, I'm single and I'm sad. Like, I'm just sad about it. And what I really appreciate is, you know, there's a lot of girls in our community right now who are in my small group and, and we get to hang out and, a, and quite, a, quite a few of us are single. And um, what's so cool, I've just learned so much because we've been able to have like fun Christmas, Christmas activities and we invite each other over to our houses. And it's just such a beautiful thing when we can let community in on that and be like, man, like that is a desire that I have, but I'm not going to waste my time and sit at home and be sad and watch the Hallmark movies. Instead, I'm going to be like, how can I serve other people during this season? And how can I bring people in who maybe are feeling a little bit sad? Um, But it definitely can be a struggle. We just have to acknowledge that too, that it can be a a struggle and we have to get out of that and not let, not allow that to like define this holiday season. Absolutely. And I, I think one of the things Satan uses to rob the joy of whatever your season is you're going to miss things from when you're single. You're going to miss things from when you're engaged. You're going to miss things from when you're married and you have no kids. You're like the stages of life all have great things in them. And I distinctly remember one of the last Christmases I was single. I watched a movie at my parents' house on Christmas Eve. That was like tradition after uh, the service. And then we would go and drive around town with my family uh, just to like, I would go with my dad and we would see how like empty the streets were. I don't know, but it, it, it's kind of a weird thing, but it was a thing that's like, 
like, I haven't done that since then because my stage of life changed. That's a great memory I have. And I'm so glad that I enjoyed that. And it's something that I look back on with fondness, but I could have just not done it and been sad. You know what I mean? But there's going to be things that are good no matter what season you're in. And Satan wants to rob the joy in that, but you can't let him, you can't let him have that victory. I think you also the, the enemy like tries to play the comparison game with you. Like he's gonna put things in front of you that like you maybe like you're wanting a relationship, so he's gonna put people in your life, and not in a bad way, but like he's gonna like view help you view other relationships. And I think we also have to like again be sober minded, but be watchful, but just be aware that like just because they're in that season, that's the season God has placed them in. And singleness, that's the season God has placed me right here and right now. So, like, you get to take advantage of it, like, of your singleness. Like, you get to take advantage for your ministry, maybe hanging out with family, the traditions that you're not going to get to have once you move on. Yeah, I think to piggyback off of that, Psalm 8411 says, the Lord does not withhold good from those whose walk is upright. And so understanding, like, I am in this season for a reason and I know that's another, like, phrase that kind of gets, like, tossed around a lot. But, like, understanding, like, okay, Lord, I know, I know that the Lord has me in this spot, like, for a reason. And I'm going to see that as a gift. And I think that it changes your perspective for sure. Yeah, and I think the enemy wants us to be bitter and upset and angry that we don't have what we want. And we, like, the message on Sunday, uh, our pastor talked about um, how are we going to be upset with God when he doesn't give us what we want, when ultimately we need more of Jesus is what what we need. So if you're out there and you're listening to this and you're like, man, I am single and I'm struggling because that's not where I want to be, one of our encouragements would be like, hey, like spend time with Jesus, bring these things to him, and then don't allow yourself to live in that spot of bitterness and anger and sadness and all this stuff, because that will determine like how you view your life, how you're doing your thing. Um, And so I would say definitely spend time with God and let people in on how you're feeling. Because a relationship ain't going to fulfill you. It's not. The only thing that can fulfill you, as we know, is Jesus. Yeah, for sure. That's good. Jesus is the reason for the season. And also, wait, wait, Jesus is the reason for the season. You said something, Brooke. I can't. I'm, I'm, the, I, the reason I'm in this season. The reason, there's no, a reason you're in this season. There's a reason that you are in this season. We yeah, got yeah. It. We got I was it. trying to be really <laughs> I was, clever. Jesus yeah. Right. Jesus is the reason for the season. That's and then good, there's a reason you're in this season. Yeah. I think it clicked. It all that's comes good. back to me. Oh, like man. It. If only I could have got that the first time. I know. That would have been really, that would have been good. Are we going to talk a little breakups? Yeah, we got to talk heartbreak. Some breakups. Yep. Uh, one of the best pieces of advice I would give that I received whenever I went through a breakup was, uh, our college pastor at that time, he told me, he said, Hey, just give it a month and don't communicate with that person. Yes. And that was the best decision that I could have ever made. I would have not thought of that on my own because what do you want to do? You want to call, you want to text, you want to, you know, contact them in some way or see them. And a lot of times what that does is it just brings up the hurt and the, the pain again. So what would be best, I think, that I would encourage anyone who's just went through a breakup, give yourself a month. Don't reach out. Don't call. Don't text. If they contact you, I don't think it's inappropriate to respond and say, hey, I'm, I'm taking this time. Uh, you know, I don't know that you have to, but it's good to take some time to add clarity to the situation. Because what I found is oftentimes you're so chasing the comfort of being back in that relationship that you're actually missing the clarity that you need to make sense of what's happening. 
Yeah, and I think setting up emotional boundaries. It's something my wife always is telling girls, and like, whenever they kind of break that, you see the effect that it has because they're maybe going back to maybe a place that's comfortable for them, but it's not like the path I think God has them on in life. And so, setting up boundaries has to be so important whenever you go through a breakup or maybe um, things didn't work out, because honestly, it's going to help you seek God and seek His will for a situation. It's going to allow you to see um, some vision. Is this like someone that I need to be um, in a relationship of this stature? with I think another thing too is like seeing it as God's grace like yes I think it's one thing to sit in it and understand that like going through a breakup is hard like it is hard and like not discounting that at all but seeing it as like okay God I see it as your grace help me to see it as your grace and then stepping into that single season with your community and like relying on the people like Coco said of like okay who else is like single that I can bring in on this with me um but that'd just be what I would say too yeah I think it's helpful to remember that like our relationship status does not define us that's that really helps me because oftentimes we can be like well, I, you know, I'm single and, and it's, it's tough, but it doesn't define us. Like we have to like rise above that. And it's super, super hard, especially when you're actively going through a breakup. Like that is not a fun time at all, but I think relying, it, it, it allows us to be more dependent on God and seeking him more than we are seeking that relationship. And I just have to trust that God is sovereign and he is going to like, his plans will prevail. So um, if he wants you to be back with that person that you're worried about right now, like he will make it happen. Like he was going to do it. So I think remembering that God is sovereign and that is a good thing. Um, as Natasha Bedingfield would say, the rest is say? still unwritten. <gasps> Come, yes. on, Trav. Come on, Trav. Come on, Trav. I want you to know Natasha Bedingfield does not have as many monthly listeners as my girl Colby Calais does. Man. So Man. surprise. I've not listened to either of them in a long time. But also for will. those of you listening, uh, looks like there's a Christmas album out there for Natasha Bedingfield as really? well. And Colby wow. Clay. Love it's it. Great. I love it. Wow. So any other any other thoughts on this holiday heartbreak? What would you say to somebody who's currently going through it? What would you know, what piece of encouragement, advice? Uh, what would you say? If you I don't want to take away from a heartbreak that you might have gone through this holiday season, but maybe take the focus off yourself a little bit. And I'm not saying that in a way to get down on yourself, but see how much good there is in this season that maybe you are going through something hard. You got to have to, you have to find the joy in every circumstance. I think that will add so much peace that will help take your mind off maybe a tough situation, your relationship. And I think that will also help you in your setting up your emotional boundaries that if you get your mind off the situation, maybe like filling your mind, with things that are good, true, the things that uh, Paul talks about in Philippians, um, that's going to help you so much in this season of dealing with heartbreak. And again, I don't want to sound mean, but take the focus off yourself a little bit. Think of the good things that are around you. Yeah, I would kind of um, add another perspective to that too of like, maybe this is like your time to start serving more in the church, or maybe it's time to start adding more disciplines to your routine. Um, but also just like understanding again, like as Coco was saying, God is sovereign. And if the Lord has marriage for you, you don't have to manipulate that. And it's going to come at like just the right time. Um, And so I would just use your singleness well, look for areas that you can serve more in the church um, and maybe pick up on some more disciplines. And one of the things, like you said, Trevor, like it's easy to make jokes about relationships and things, but like it does hurt and it's not fun to go through, but you've got to lean in during the hard times. And that's not just in terms of relationships or whatever, but if you're going through a breakup and it hurts, 
lean into God and lean into the truth of his word and allow this season to refine you. What does James 1 say? That the testing of our faith can produce perseverance. So you've got to make the choice that you're going to allow this situation to develop perseverance uh, in your life. And you can come out on the other side better. The worst thing that I see happen is when I see a breakup happen amongst a couple and one of the people goes MIA and they're off the map. No one knows how they're doing spiritually. Don't do that because that's what Satan wants for you. He wants to isolate. That's the worst thing you could do after a breakup is just to go MIA, cut everybody off, and just, you know, be like, I'm out. Yeah, that's good. And that's a good, great reminder that, like, when you are in a relationship, man, it's so important to keep friends and community around you. Because oftentimes we see people who get in relationships and then you're like, never see them anymore. They're not hanging with us. Like, they're doing their own thing. And then when something like this happens, like a breakup, then it is like they're they're still gone and the friends are like wait what what's happening so like stay in community stay rooted in community because we do think that will serve you well um in whatever season you're in like we talk about that often here at young adults because we think that is so so important to stay in community and if you're struggling like reach out to a trusted friend who could help you as you're going through this heartbreak because if you're trying to do it alone like that's going to be really tough but there's people around you that want to come alongside you and help point you to Jesus so I think that's really I just feel important. like I need to make a public apology for how bad I botched that Jesus is the reason for the season and there's a reason oh. you're in this season oh my gosh. earlier I tried it you was tried it came full circle it's yeah right. it came full circle yeah eventually. okay so you know there's probably people out there that are dating right now too so I feel like we should end this podcast with maybe a fun date idea for the Christmas season where, you mentioned a hot chocolate date. Where does one do a hot chocolate I, date? I didn't know that was I, a thing. That's I cool was though. just personally thinking, like, you get hot chocolate, you go look at lights. So you could get hot chocolate at McDonald's, Goat. Starbucks. Goat hot chocolate. From McDonald's. Little hot. Yes. we. I, I had it last year, actually, for the first time. But, yeah, you could get hot chocolate if you live in Springfield. The Bagwell lights are kind of fun. You have to wait in a long line. But that's part of the Great fun. conversation time in the Great car. Great conversation. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So you could do that. Silver Dollar City. What other things, Trev? You, you're newly married. Uh, Yeah. Hey, go build a gingerbread house. That's something my wife house. is fun. wanting to do, and we're going to do it. I'm going to have a smile on my face. I'm going to build yes, a good are. gingerbread house. Yeah, I don't want to do I that. I'm it. sorry. Oh, I hope my wife does not listen to that Oh, idea. my god. 100%. I bet she got it from her. You never know. Any any other ideas for dates? Nope, Logan. Nope. I don't think so. No. Okay. I love it. Well, get creative, guys. Grab your people. Get creative. Yeah. Go on a group date. Yeah. If you're single, ladies, grab the grab your girls and go do something fun that is related to Christmas. We just had like an ornament making thing. We made Christmas cards. I'm not even crafty. And I was into it. I was like, pass me the glue. I'm making this card. So do something fun and bring people into it. But we're so glad that you guys are here watching Open Mic with us. We hope this is encouraging for you. We'll see you next time.